Welcome to season three of the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics, Get More Clicks Media, and Transforming Your Way to Success online course, powered by Borja Consulting Group. In this episode of the Dr. B Show, I have the honor of interviewing the amazing Randy Gomez, who is the founder and CEO of the Academy of Young Leaders. Amazing opportunity for anyone who's 18 and looking to either get into entrepreneurship, get into college, or get into the workforce. She's one of my best friends. I've known her almost my entire life. We grew up together in Corona, Queens, and love to see her progression and her journey uh, as an entrepreneur. Hopefully you love the episode, just like I did. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics Non-Invasive Slimming Massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's 111 E-L-E-V-E-N SpaAesthetics.com located at 10 East Munaki Road in Hackensack, New Jersey 07601 and to make an appointment don't miss out 201-520-1777 201-520-1777 Spa and Aesthetics Welcome to the, my first ever live interview on the Dr. B Show, uh, kicking off season three. I am your host, Dr. Hiro Borja. I'm the president of Borja Consulting Group, and today's guest happens to be my lovely friend, the president and CEO of uh, Academies of Young Leaders, yeah. Randy Gomez. Randy, welcome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, my friends. So we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it. Okay. So tell everyone about yourself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tee it off real easy with your first question. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited that you have already your third season. Third season. That yeah. is incredible. We I gotta get one started you ASAP. <laughs> and maybe next season I told you on TV. <laughs> yes, Let's yes, go. yes. And we see. Let me see exactly. Um, but you know, like most of us parents, I wear many hats. Uh, first one, I'm a mother of two teens. I have a uh, 13 and 14 year old. Um, I'm also the CEO and founder of the Academy of Young Leaders, an adjunct professor, a substitute teacher. <laughs> um, so many, many hats. Um, and I'm really excited about being here and sharing with everyone what I do, specifically with the Academy of Young Leaders, since it's uh, my passion. Thank you. We're going to segue right into that. So tell us about the Academy of Young Leaders. Yeah, absolutely. So. And why, and the second part of the question, why did you start the company? Uh, why did I start at the Academy of Young Leaders? So um, I was in higher education for 16 years. Um, one of the things that I didn't mention I had that I wore was I was the senior director of admissions for a college here in Midtown Manhattan. And 16 years, you can imagine, I met high school students, guidance counselors, parent coordinators, 
um, from all over the city, Brooklyn, Bronx, everywhere. And working in higher education, one thing that you know definitely um, hit home was the fact that a lot of the students were not prepared for college. And quite frankly, a lot of them did not want to go to college. Yeah. They were there because their parents told them that's what they had to do or they were simply um, there because it was the next thing to do after high school. And you know, when you're working at a school, those are all the wrong reasons <laughs> when you're interviewing a high school student. So um, during the pandemic, like many of us, uh, I decided to resign from my full-time six-figure job as a senior director to um, start the Academy of Young Leaders, um, which is an organization that's really dedicated to providing career clarity for our youth. You know, it's all about exposure. These kids simply don't know what's out there, right? They don't know what career paths are available. And the whole stigma behind that everyone has to go to a four-year college, it has to stop. Trade schools are amazing. Uh, we all need a plumber. We all need an electrician. I mean, the world has a place for everyone and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. So that is my mission. My mission is to expose them to these different career paths. But more importantly, I also want to expose them to all of the different skills that they're not picking up in the high school, middle school classroom um, in these workshops, the series of workshops. And I definitely want to discuss more about that because I have one coming up in January. Good, Good. there you go. <laughs> so how has your experience, um, especially in your, as a senior director, uh, director help you in your, in your position now as president and CEO? Oh my goodness, it's been tremendous. And it was such a smooth transition because I was already in the high school community, um, meeting with the parents, like I said, and with the educators. And so I know the students, right? I know their stories, I know the challenges, um, you know, and sometimes when, when I hear people say comments like, oh, it's just, it's a bad school, you know, it's a bad teacher. There's so much more to it, right? If it was that simple, we would just fix it, right? With money, because money, money solves everything. But there's a lot to it. When this student shows up late to class, you have to be, you know, take into mind what's going on at home. Maybe they had to take their two siblings to school first before they took themselves to school. So um, just having that exposure with, with students transitioning from uh, high school to college has definitely built the platform to now be in this uh, community um, with my own organization. And what I love about it is that, you know, it is my own organization, so I call the shots. <laughs> if I feel we need to be learning about cryptocurrency, we're going to start learning about right. cryptocurrency. Right. Right. So it's definitely uh, very empowering. Good. Good job. Good job. So that's why we're going to get into the heart of the matter, right? So. So why, in your opinion, why do you think there's a gap in, in between high school students being college ready or not ready? Why do you think there's a lack of preparation? Um, yeah, that's that's a very loaded question. Yes, I know. <laughs> um, if I were running for president, I would give you the politically <laughs> correct answer, but I'm not. Uh, but let's be honest, it's all about money. You know, it definitely has a lot to do with money. Um, you know, there are uh, districts that are well-funded and there are districts that are not uh, well-funded. Uh, you know, I was reading up on the disparity between the different districts and um, in a suburban, a suburban pupil um, gets about an additional $2,000 more than an urban pupil. Um, that's a lot of money, right? And that number becomes even wider, up to $4,000 in a more rural area. So the less students in a district, the more money they get believe it or not. <laughs> that is 
astronomical. There's a school in Texas where they average $48,000 per pupil. Okay, because it's that rural. They have about 12 to 15 students. So when you learn about these things and when you hear that this is how the money is being split up, you understand you know, that there's a lack of resources. And these educators are truly doing the best that they can with what they've got, right? So they're, they're literally like the, the song says, they're trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. So true. <laughs> so true, so true, so true. Transitioning into trade roles, right? You, you spoke about trade schools, yeah. trade roles. They're making a comeback. I, I um, said this to you in advance. So key stars, enrollment data show then in Reddit's Slower, I can't even pronounce it, and Columbia Green Educational Centers. So a combined 30% increase in enrollment for trade programs from 2016 to this year, 2021. And of course, the disparity, because of the decrease in degree programs in upstate New York. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think now, you know, trade schools are coming back, so to speak? Yeah, there's it's a lot of contributions to the whole uh, shift. I mean, we have organizations like Google that are, you know, providing students with eight, nine months uh, certificate programs where you can make six figures as soon as you complete it. So why would I go to college for four years when I'm going to be making the same amount of money, right, with a certificate? Um, and the advancement of technology as well, right? Um, so the comeback of trade school has uh, to do with uh, the pandemic. Um, the reality of the debt that the students are getting into when they're pursuing a four-year degree and the ginormous gap between what they're investing and what they're receiving. Um, and we're talking business terms, the return on investment on a degree is just not adding up, right? When we do the math, it's just not adding up in all of the different uh, majors and career uh, paths that they choose. So don't get me wrong, you know, you definitely have to go to college to be a doctor. I would not want to sit down in the doctor's office and know that my doctor has not completed their degree. Sure, of course. That would scare me. I don't want you to have an eight-month certificate program. Exactly. You know, so um, there's definitely careers that require that level of education, and then there are others that don't. Uh, but the more important thing behind the training school is the experiential aspect of it, that it is very hands-on, and a lot of our uh, students thrive in that community, right? They thrive with the hands-on. Um, that's what they love. That's what they're passionate about. They do very well with it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that insight. Um, transitioning over as well, so over a third, a third of individuals I know in the U.S., like, like yourself, or even their 9 to 5 and starting their own business. Like you just did this kind of, I kind of mentioned this in your story with Molina before. Can you walk us through that transition? Like what, you know, what was the aha moment? Was, was there a moment, series of moments? Or was it, oh, walk us through it. Can we stop the recording? <laughs> <laughs> that you could, yeah, that you could say. Right? That you could say. <laughs> no, I mean, um, I think this happened to many people. It was a great resignation, right? right. A lot of us are leaving our uh, professional roles and pursuing, you know, entrepreneurship or shifting focus and um, changing careers. Uh, for me, it definitely um, was the pandemic, being home more often, seeing um, what I was able to do being home, you know, having that flexibility. Um, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I think there are a lot of employees that have an entrepreneurial spirit, and that's why they thrive in whatever they do, because they see it as if they were running a business and building their own brand. I love working with people like that. <laughs> they're the best. They're very passionate about what they're doing. Um, so I was that person within the organization. And so I felt that, uh, you know, during the pandemic, um, it was definitely a great time for me to transition. 
Um, and I was at the organization for 16 years. So it was, it was time, right, <laughs> to move on and, and do something different. Uh, but more importantly, um, definitely, you know, uh, just the, the feeling of um, that this is your purpose. Like, this is what you're meant to be doing. Um, that's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> when the universe aligns with what you do on a daily basis, you really do not work another day of your life because it is all fun and play and you just happen to be making money on the way. Hanging on a Tuesday evening in daytime. <laughs> right, <laughs> <That's nice>. right. <laughs> Sounds great. So as far as, you know, part of your other 30 second day. Don't pause. We're live, we're live, we're live, baby. It's not really live, but it's okay. What is your pain point? And like, uh, you know, for your organization, right? Someone was asking, hey, you know, how, how do you help with certain people's pain points? So what is your, your how do you help pain points in, with the high schools, right? So whether it's, you know, Helping them with entrepreneur entrepreneurship, whether it's college readiness or even trade school. So, how do you help with this particular thing? Do you want to promote your product or services to your target audience but don't know how? Do you struggle with social media marketing and management? Do you have challenges with lead generation for your business online? Well, look no further. Get more clicks. Media helps with SMS, MMS, and email marketing. Also, social media marketing and management, video marketing, lead generation, brand recognition. SEO, e-commerce, and website development. For more information, please visit getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's a great question, Jairo. Um, there's so many pain points. I, know. <laughs> I mean, as a parent, you know, I was an extremely busy uh, parent, uh, you know, senior director of a college. I was working for the um, flagship location at that. Um, and so... From the parent perspective, um, for your for me to know that there's an organization that is going to take my teen um, under their wing and provide a series of workshops that's going to be able to fill in the gap between what they're doing from 8 a.m. till 2:30, um, you know, and um, the rest of the evening is ginormous, right? I mean, I've, I've worked with students one-on-one um, -on -one with their college applications, with their financial aid application. Um, just completed uh, a session before getting here. Um, and just uh, from an economical standpoint, there's a lot happening right now with technology, right? Um, I was at a school yesterday in Harlem. I spoke to 200 high school students. And I asked them, and, and I love doing this just to gauge what's happening. I asked them if they know what Bitcoin was. Okay, we're all adults. Bitcoin is everywhere. You cannot open your phone, turn on the TV, listen to You cannot do anything without hearing something about Bitcoin or some type of cryptocurrency. I kid you not that in the crowd of 200 students, only four raised your hand. Okay, this is in East Harlem. Okay, that breaks my heart, <laughs> right? Because this technology is going to have a tremendous influence in the careers that they're going to have when they graduate from college. And for them to not even know what it is, that it exists, is very concerning, right? So that's a huge pain point that the right now the education system can't keep up with the technology and what's happening in the world of finance. So if we're able to create a workshop, I'm sorry, if we're able to um, provide that workshop for the parent to be at peace of mind, and now for the educator to know that, yes, I'm teaching social studies, math, and all that, but this uh, program is covering that part um, of the education that they need to know today. Um, and let's be honest, I mean, if some of these kids invest in <laughs> invest period right now, 
they will be millionaires <laughs> by the time they graduate from college, right? So educating them on those uh, different avenues, I think, um, is another pain point that the organization definitely suits. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So whether it's folks in the room, whether it's digitally in uh, the World Wide Web, who, who are you trying to connect with? Superintendents, principals, sponsors? How can we help you here in the room? Uh, I appreciate that question, of course. <laughs> um, definitely, uh, for me right now, the main point is sponsorship because we do have a very large number of students who are interested. Um, yesterday, after I did the, the presentation for the students, um, I kid you not, we had two sheets of paper for them to sign up for more information. We had to flip them over to get everyone else's information. Um, luckily, I had my intern with me because it was just a swarm of high school kids coming at you. <laughs> so um, sponsorship is huge because my mission is really to provide these workshops to the underserved community, um, to those that cannot afford it. Um, that's specifically who I want to be working with. Um, and it's not just educating the student, it's also educating the parent. Um, I'm having orientations with the parents before the workshop. So now the parent is learning a little bit about the information and is ready to have a conversation, you know, at the dinner table, um, on the way to school um, with their son or daughter about what they're learning. So uh, really sponsorship and of course educators. We, we want to connect with educators to see how we can partner up and facilitate the workshops in the actual schools. What do you have coming up? Tell us about your stuff in January. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Um, we are doing our Kickstarter program, which is going to be a series of workshops, six workshops, um, one workshop a month. Um, what I have learned as an educator is that you cannot simply do a webinar. We all attend webinars, right? <laughs> yes, we're zoomed <laughs> out, right? But even in-person events, you know, you attend an event, you get all this information, you're trying to write down as fast as possible, hopefully they provide the presentation, and then you go home, and if you look at it right away, great, but if you look at it in a few days, you don't remember half of the stuff you wrote, because you wrote like, you know, sloppy notes. So with the workshops, we're gonna have a workshop and a follow-up hands-on session. So we're providing the information, and now we're providing a space where we're going to apply the information. Um, we want to have guest speakers, so like I said, they can have exposures to different career paths. Um, and we want to connect them with mentors. So the Kickstarter program is really, really huge. It's going to be our first cohort of students. So we're going to test these out virtually. And then the mission is in October, we are going to go live in the classroom um, with the students. So very excited about that. What are the final thoughts? If you can tell the people in the room on the World Wide Web, what, what is one takeaway from our conversation just now? What's one takeaway you can uh, one takeaway I would say, because this is a room of professionals, is to find the time to mentor the next generation. You know, give back your time. Your story is very important. Uh, when I see a young leader meeting with a mentor or um, with a coach, um, when the person looks like them, you know, when it, they have a similar story, when they can share something, even if it's a sports team, or an interest, a neighborhood, whatever it is, that tiny little connection is what grows into a beautiful relationship that can be the difference between them staying in school or dropping out, right? And it's really that deep, <laughs> it's that meaningful. So, um, you know, make it a part of your mission, of your 
um, monthly or quarterly or yearly uh, resolution, now that we're at resolution mode, <laughs> to take someone under your wing, you know, and if you connect with them for an hour a month, you know, that's that's a lot of time. Um, that's going to be a great return on investment, not only for yourself, but uh, for our community. Great, great. How can people contact you? Oh, so many yeah. ways to contact you me. Give me a social, give me an email. <laughs> I know, right? Actually, it's so funny. I, I don't have a physical car. And that was a joke of the day. Like, I, I should say uh, I'm environmentally sound. <laughs> no business card. But no, that's not the reason. Um, no, but I am at uh, randy at academyofyoungleaders.com. Um, I definitely share my information. We're also on Instagram, TikTok, um, at Academy of Young Leaders. And LinkedIn, of course, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And um, yeah, that's how we can connect. We're everywhere. <laughs> Anyone have any questions from the studio audience? No? I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. First, uh, this is a great podcast. Thank you for the information. Very inspiring. Um, what advice would you give your younger self if uh, you were one of the uh, academy recruits? <laughs> Oh, that is a deep question. Oh my goodness. You know, I always feel that everything happens for a reason. So, you know, whenever um, I'm asked if I would have done anything differently, I feel like everything aligns um, within itself. So um, what I try to preach and, and to um, really uh, tell these young leaders when I'm talking to them in large groups is that, that you know, wherever you are right now, um, it's not a permanent situation. Okay, this too shall pass and there will be there will be a meaning behind the experience. It's just a matter of time before you realize what it is. So um, I always tell them, you know, go through the motions and connect with people, raise your hand, let people know what you want, what you're looking for. Speak up for yourself because um, you have to want it and you have to show people that you want it in order for them to step up and, and help you. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I have a question. Man. Oh, I, have camera. <laughs> I have a question. You know, you were talking about um, the the uh, great. What, what was the word that you used? When people leaving their jobs. Great depression. Great depression. You said that um, it, it takes a lot for someone who has kids, um, wants a family, to you know take that 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 leap of faith in yourself. What was that thing that did for you? What was, what was that, that one thing? thing that said, you know what, I'm going to do it now? Yeah. Why now? Why now? Um, that's a great question. You know, when you you know that you're ready for something bigger when you um, start feeling uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Um, you're feeling uncomfortable in the sense that you start yearning for more, right? What you're doing is no longer fulfilling you. Um, and you, you feel that there's this yearning to do more, to... Um, you know, to, to execute on your mission, your passion. And so um, I always tell uh, entrepreneurs, because I work with um, uh, women's entrepreneurship, uh, Paulina Lopez, she's my business coach. Um, Shout out <laughs> And, um, you know, I did this chat with uh, women entrepreneurs and I tell them that you're going to know, you're going to know. There's, I can't tell you when, when it's gonna happen for you. You will know yourself um, when it's time for you to move on and do something else, you know? And I think the biggest disservice that you do when you're in a leadership position is to continue to stay in the role knowing that your heart is not in it like before. And I just would never want to do that to anyone, right? Because you have a team of people that are counting on you, they're they're looking up to you, they're, they're looking for you for leadership, and so 
if your mind and soul is not there the way that you know how to show up 150%, then you know it's time for you to cut, you know, cut it short and move on. That's Thank what you. I was saying. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, more of a refining question. So young leaders, uh, is there a specific age group? Is it high school? Is it middle school? Is it early age? Because there's a part of development for each one. Some will say that if you don't catch them, between one to five, it's much harder when you're in high school. So is your organization honed in on the most critical part of that growth or understanding trade school? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so right now we are working with our high school students. However, in um, meeting with different um, organizations and meeting with educators, um, I said I, I'm a substitute teacher as well, and it's a part of the work that I do because I feel like if you're not in the schools, then you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> right? I'm going to be working with the youth. I need to be there with the educators side by side in the classroom, seeing how it's going. Um, and to answer your question, it is high school right now, but I already created a curriculum for middle school because in the United States, you are allowed to drop out at 16. Um, it is legal for you to drop out. They won't call your parents and ask where you're at. <laughs> you know, you can drop out of high school at that age. Um, before that, if you skip a lot of days of school, they call your parents, you know, and they have to respond. They can call ACS, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I believe that it's important to show them in middle school why they're learning what they're learning and how it's applicable. Um, and then once they get to high school, they can get to the finish line because they see the light at the end of the tunnel. So um, we wanna start exposing the middle school students to different career paths. Um, and we wanna show them the resources where they can do more research, watch videos, you know, um, and do field trips where they're going to corporate offices and meeting with, um, with individuals in that way. Mm -hmm. um, I did a field trip with my college students. We met uh, the CFO of an architectural company here in Manhattan. Um, and it was amazing because my students were international students and she was an international student before she became the CFO. She's actually a partner here uh, in, in the architectural company as well. And so, you know, when they left that trip, like, <laughs> right, blown away. Um, here's this woman. She went from being an international student to a CFO in an architectural company in Midtown Manhattan. Um, so you see it in their eyes when they have that like mind blown moment. Um, they just gotta see it. They just have. They have to see the paths. They have to see the people. Um, they, and it will allow them to uh, reassure themselves. I can do this. If she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> right. That's what it's all about. Thank you. All right. So, on behalf of the board control people, Dr. B, it's a wrap. Has the pandemic changed the way you prospect today? Do you struggle prospecting for new leads for your business? Do you have challenges and don't have a process when networking at an event, either virtually or online? Well, look no further. Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course is a solution. In this eight-week intensive course, you will go from networking novice to networking guru. As a bonus, 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 two coaching sessions with Dr. Jairo Borja himself are now included in the course. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, close more deals, and transform your way to success. For more information, please visit our website, www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. That's www dot borja consulting group dot com
That wraps up our actually recorded live episode with Randy Gomez, the founder and CEO of Academy of Young Leaders, Lover to Death. With that being said, um, hopefully you picked up something and, and hopefully it'll help you or it'll inspire you as an entrepreneur. And if you're still struggling with networking, transform your way to success. Available now, BorhaConsultingGroup.com. That's BorhaConsultingGroup.com.